1: The red, red robin comes, bop, bump, bob bump, bobbing along, along. There'll be no more sobbing when he starts robbing his own sweet song. Wake up, wake up, you head, Get up, get up, get out of bed. Cheer up, cheer up, the sun is red. Live, love, laugh, laugh and be happy. What if I be blue now? I'm walking through fields of flowers. But still I listen for us. Sweet song
2: was mere away one all going into the dying seconds the host win a corner do i really need to tell you what happened next welcome to Charlton live, Charlton live. yeah you know what happened this, don't you? we we conceded and we lost at Millwall, because that's what we do every bloody time. Right, good evening, welcome to Charlton Live, my name is uh, Louis Mendes, joining me in the studio here at the Valley as we get ready to look back at yesterday's traditional defeat at the New Den. Uh, On my right hand side, I've got Tom on how you doing Tom? Yeah. Yeah.
3: Yeah. Yeah. I'm here. Yeah,
2: you are. I mean, that is. What more do you want? Yeah, that is part one of getting over it, is admitting it's happened and then coming together as a group to talk about it. Turning up. Turning up. That's about as much as you're going to get. Yeah, think, we did me. not turn up in the 92nd minute yesterday, did we? Mm. Right, also joining us here uh, at the Valley, Nathan. I mean, I imagine you're probably a bit happier than the rest of us. <laughs>
4: well, it's a bit. I just think he's. he's well, you can't change it now, but I'm, I'm sort of over it already. Oh, yeah? Yeah. yeah. I'm not remotely. I know, oh, no, don't get me, I am um, peeved. <laughs> um, that was so close. Yeah. Uh, I'm a bit peeped, obviously, but I'm, you can't you do over much it about, about it. half seven last night. Yeah, n- that, yeah, was, many that annoyed I me. You know, I had a load of beers and I had some spice rum as well <laughs> and a cheeky little tequila. I'm glad
2: you had rum today. I thought you just said had some spice. <laughs> <laughs> you, were, you were in Berman's heap. There we go. <laughs> I saw something else. After. <laughs> yeah. I had rum. Right. rum. Yeah. <laughs> um, so yeah, on tonight's show we'll be looking back at that. Uh, defeat over at Millwall uh, we'll hear the highlights briefly we'll also hear from Addict's boss Lee Bayer what he made of, uh, of the game uh, yesterday over at the New Den of course we want to know what you made of it as well um, you can air your frustrations uh, as our winless run uh, against uh, Millwall extends to forever still um, email us studio at charltonlive.co.uk you can tweet us uh, at charltonlive you can head over to the charlton live forum have your say on yesterday's performance let us know who stood out for you good or bad um pro- well whatever you want to say uh getting in contact with the show um try and work out why wow, our record there is so bad why does it always fail well, the, the, wor- the worst thing about yesterday was that's probably the best i've seen us play there and still we weren't great we weren't awful but we weren't great we had some time on the ball but then we just fell asleep and uh we'll hear that in the highlights shortly but nabby 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 what are you doing mate yeah <laughs> why do i
3: have to start um we all said it on Thursday that we wouldn't start him. Um, pretty much everyone said that. And then he gets picked, and you think, okay, fair enough. Then, what was it, 10 minutes in? Was it even 10 minutes, and we're it was behind? For six minutes. <laughs> yeah. And then it was Navi's fault. And you go, okay, fair enough. He's got time to go into the game. And then at half time, obviously, I was there with NAFE, and we said we'd hook him at half time because, again, it's just not his game. Keeps him on, get through that second half. And then I was just saying to you off air then, when the ball goes out for that corner, the whole stand, literally the whole stand knew we'd lost that game. The minute it went out for a corner, everyone knew. You could see all the players as well go, I can't believe we've got to defend a defender corner now. It was like we all knew what was going to happen. It happened. But when you're that, what, six foot five and you're a strong, powerful defender, you can't be being beaten twice in the same game against your biggest rivals. It was just... I was just fuming <laughs> absolutely fuming I'm still not I know Nave says he's over it I'm still not over it it's just like you said because I think that was our best chance in a long time and for large parts of that second half once we got that goal I thought well we can go on and win this game and we just just didn't do enough
2: I mean people talk about desire I mean you know you, all, all of these things you, you, you discuss when it comes to derby games but I mean that, that defending from that corner was inexcusable inexcusable
4: yeah it was I mean and I know we were saying, like Tom said, we were saying at half time maybe hook him off, not tug him off, but just hook him. <laughs> off. But um, yeah, but then the only reason I can think he stayed because they know Matt Smith was going to come on, but that made no bloody difference anyway, did it? Yeah, but I mean,
2: um, I mean, you know, Matt Smith's coming on, yeah. so sh- I mean, you must, he, you must you'll double up, know, you know, you'll you know who is going to be marking Matt Smith. That is not, I mean, it, no matter what's happened during the week, and I guarantee this would have been said. Mm. I'm not saying it wasn't said; it would have been said during the week if Matt Smith comes on. Pick him up. Mm. You're picking him up. Make sure you pick him up. Mm. They would have known. Mm. They would have known. And in the last minute, I mean, Boyer was fuming, fuming. And now he, he doesn't name names in press conferences because he doesn't. But in the press conference yesterday, he said that their players seem to want to score more than our players seem to want to defend. And that's not acceptable. Mm. Yeah,
4: no, I know. Spe- that second goal, especially, it was like. He, that, I mean, Smith, we said on Thursday the stats are, are stacked in his favour. But. You've still got to be stronger, so you still got to try. We put him off. Yeah, jump. at least, yeah, at least just make him. Even if he does jump, just let him jump into Because We won a couple of free kicks, like out on other set pieces, but it was just too easy. And um, felt like Thompson as soon as that corner winning, uh, corner that was, like, was given, we knew what was happening. And mm. I think that's probably why I'm a little bit over. Because I sort of expected it after the 85th minute. But <laughs> but like you said, I think the disappointing thing the first first 30 minutes we thought we were, we weren't brave enough on the ball. We didn't get on the ball enough. Um, and then, obviously, I think the second half we were by far the better team. But like I said yesterday, like being better, you know, in possession and and play doesn't win you games. And mm-hmm. they won two set pieces, and that's what they're good at. Which we, again, we all said on Thursday, and we just didn't do it. We didn't defend properly enough. And you can't, if you defend like that, at set pieces, you don't deserve to win football matches mm-hmm. at this level.
2: Yeah, right. Let's have a listen to the uh, the, the highlights of yesterday's game. Uh, your commentators over on Valley Pass were, of course, uh, Mr. Greg Stubley. And Mr. Terry Smith.
5: Good space to move into. it. Leko trying to make it back there. Ball across crosses. Lockyer intercepts it. Skirt of his foot. Punched away by Phillips. It's in the six-yard box. Blocked away from the shot from Wallace. Home fans screaming for the ball. I think it was Pierce. Or, I can't see it was Pierce. Or Lockyer in the way. But Millwall with the first real
6: chance. Yeah, it's a glorious opportunity. I think it hit the shoulder of Lockyer. It's
5: hard to tell, but the ball in was good. And it comes into the into the six-yard box. A free header the Millwall of one minute up Joel be over so there
6: defending that. the defending was awful it's just a simple little cross that is it's a free header I think it was Sean Williams in the end who got it got him Hutchinson or well, Hutchinson one of the two it might have been, might have been uh, Williams who took it I think it was and who's left that man I can't see on the replay at first glance but it's a simple header and that's not the start we were looking for after
5: five minutes Charlton, who have been susceptible to free kicks, and one 0 down. He's in front of him, touches it past Prattley, but uh, Prattley makes it back. But he's left him alone. Back to Butvask back across. Salah with the clearance away, but it's run all the way through it. And might have a shot, it does. Turned left and away for a corner by Dylan Phillips. The mill
6: have been excellent, it has to be said. Charlton have really struggled to hold the ball. The pressure's been
5: lifting edge of the penalty area into the corner. Back out to Lecco chip ball across, Bonds there, and it's oh. a header that he meets. Was that a, a touch by the keeper? Well, not according to the officials, and Bonds incensed with that. He oh. thought the keeper had saved that.
6: Well, it's taken 20 minutes, but that's the first opportunity. to with it. It's a deflection off of Malumbi, comes out to Lecco. Lecco, a couple of step overs, onto his right foot ball was good to Cullen Cullen's shooting chance Cullen goes for it saved by Balkoski ball's in is it Thank no How's Balkoski kept it out goal line technology says no Barkowski punched it up in the air the Drills it towards the far post. Pierce is under it, is he? No. Mill just headed away and as far as Parenton. Ball back in. Pierce with a little flick forward. Mill headed up and here comes down to bottom of the shot. Oh, what a save! An unbelievable save by Denies mccauley McCaulyvon, who caught it so well. And fair play to
5: the Mill goalkeeper. That is outstanding. What a hit from McCaulybon. That looked like he had goal written all over it. It was heading towards the top right-hand corner. Left as we look, but uh Balkoski. Reflex
6: So Slings it in Towards the back post Saar's gone down No penalty given And Mill Clear it away And there is the Half-time whistle oh, Driving with the ball For Chult Short to Lecco. leco can turn He's got Matthews On the overlap Ball to Matthews Is a good one Matthews crossing opportunity Ball into the box Comes away Prattley with a shot oh, same Save by Balkoski The contact from Prattley Was probably not What he wanted no. The ball just
5: off the turf, but Darren Prattley nearly equalised. Starting to finish that move, Darren Prattley. Some superb football from him. Uh, great football from Charlton down the right. Matthews with the overlap. Great ball in. Picks out. Darren Prattley maybe just behind him. And he had to hold his or just chalk uh, balk his run. So he didn't catch it fully. Hit it into the ground. I suppose comfortable in the end for Balkowski.
6: Charlton with the corner. Josh Cullen to take. Ends up in the air, swings it in. Naby Sarr trying to get their headed down. Patley flicks it back in. Sarr to his left. go the chance Deflection is it! On. John equalised. Here's Jonathan Leko,
5: who's going to claim it. And John at the level. Well, we look dangerous from the corner. Ball coming into the box. Naby Sarr was there and he looked... Uh, not on his own, but he didn't look like he was challenged. And there was a cut, a bit of headed headed tennis. And the ball dropped Leko on the left-hand side of the six-yard box. Made No mistake.
6: I have to say, Charlton probably do deserve that as well. They've started the second half like they finished the first. Wallace swings it in towards Neapo, just flicks away. Comes across. the off oh, to the shot! Dylan Phillips on the side. Dylan Phillips diving to his left, and Charlton it away with Bond. But towards Leco, just flicks it on. But what, what a, a save from, say from Phillips. number one.
5: That, that goal written all over it. Throw to Millwall. As we hit the 90-minute mark, we have three minutes of added time. Charlton with everybody in and around the penalty box. It's on the Charlton right hand side swung in it's a deep one far silencing shot shot now has got to get her and he doesn't and Matt Smith has scored
6: they so said there's one more corner John had to deal with and they didn't they just didn't it's a deep ball from Wallace it's not much power on it and Saar's going to be very disappointed. He didn't attack the ball,
5: Nabi Saar. He just let it drop
1: yes. to his head. <laughs> and Smith got there first.
6: And you can't let Smith dive in like that. You just can't. It's heartbreak for Cholton, who fought really hard. And they don't deserve this. They really don't. It was petering out to a draw, which would have been the right result. And it's two set pieces that have cost them.
5: Heartbreak indeed for Charlton. But how many times have we been to this place and not got what we deserved as it inter-Dylan Phillips? And only be seconds remaining. Phillips goes long and that's the final whistle. Quite incredible.
2: It makes just sick, doesn't it, hearing it back. Uh, I think Terry summed it up. Uh, quite nicely, by just saying bloody nothing when that when that goal went in, you know, it's just silence because that's what you're feeling. You know, we've been through this so many times before now. You know, you know what to expect when you go to Millwall, but it was one of those ones where it was just a crap game. It looked like it was going to peter out into into a nothing draw. Um, and then we fall asleep, absolutely fall asleep. And it's it's a player who who has you know done, worked so hard to build up his reputation at the club after you know after you know a, a torrid couple of years when it, when he first came here and he's done that, but he's let himself down massively yesterday. He's not the only one for sure. And also, it wasn't like I said, it wasn't a dreadful performance, but it's just stupid errors like that. And I mean, Naby's going to be so disappointed with himself because you, you can't defend like that in the last minute at Millwall.
3: Yeah, I uh don't want to come over all Russell Slade, but just felt sick at the end of that game, like completely and I don't I do want to blame Naby for for both goals because absolutely we should, but also as I said to you just before we came on air, Naby can perform at this level and has shown that in some games and there are games that suit him and there are games that aren't. Now, if you're a defender at this level, you could argue maybe you need to be able to Play in any sort of game, whatever the style. I don't think Nabby can, um, and I think that's been proven in some of the games we've had. I think there are games this season that he's played brilliantly in, um, and he has won fans over. But you go up against your bitterest rivals that you haven't beaten for that amount of time. Firstly, we all said it's not a game for Nabby, uh, but you know, he's in the side then, and he's been picked, and Bowyer has chosen him, and then he goes and makes two mistakes like that. and. I completely appreciate why everybody's jumped on his back because well, Matt as did, Matt Smith did, yeah, yeah. <laughs> because um because of those two mistakes and i I'm not here to defend him because yesterday was an inexcusable performance from him. I almost feel why did we put him in that situation in the first place because we know we know that's not his sort of game, but once he's in there, he then has to step up and he has to perform, and he didn't do that and Look, I'm sure he's as disappointed as anyone when he goes off that pitch because he's going to know. Whatever Bowyer says about players I have to take a look at themselves. He knows exactly who he's talking about. And I'm sure he was told in the dressing room in no uncertain terms. But it's just so disappointing because we went into that game with our best chance in a while. We performed after that first half hour. I agree with Nate. That first half hour, they blew us away. And we we couldn't, just didn't seem up for the fight. But then we did go into the game. We did start to play our football. Um, got ourselves level, maybe fortuitously. But then we did, just didn't test him, just didn't test him, and it all dropped off again. And then you go into that, like we've all said, you go into that last minute. You just knew what was going to happen, and and Naby's the man at fault, and he's got to take responsibility for that. He's got to hold his hands up, and I start to wonder how he recovers from this because we already know his confidence is fragile. Boya said it. You know, when you sing his name, it makes such a difference to him. And on the plus side, that's obviously a good thing. But on the negative side, you've seen. Uh, how fans have reacted to what happened yesterday on, on social media and, and everything. It's going to be hard for him to come back from that, I think, and, that, and that's a worry.
2: Mm. I mean, you try and analyse that goal, and, and if you watch, um, you know, I've seen a video from behind the goal, you know, watch, just even if you just watch it on, on, on the Sky Sports app, you can see that, first of all, Naby starts to make a run to track a different defender and then all of a sudden realises that actually he's got the wrong man, he starts to step back. But I can't understand what then goes through his mind as to make him not jump for that ball. The only thing I can think is he's trying to buy the free kick. He's trying to make it look like Matt Smith has jumped all over him. But, I mean, and there were a couple of people from behind the stand and I saw on the forum after the game while they were still sat in that stand, thinking I thought maybe he was jumped all over, because I think that's what Naby's tried to do there. But that's a risk. You just, you simply can't take that inside your own six-yard box in the 91st minute. Anywhere, it doesn't matter who you're playing, but let alone against your, your greatest rivals.
4: Yeah, exactly. I mean, if you're... In the last minute of game, you've just got to try and put him off his stride, but he's he's got a run on you. So like I say, even if you jump, and if you don't think you're going to make contact with the ball, at least jump. So if he does come through, you like you say, he might buy a free kick. Um, but, I mean, apart from nabby i mean probably piercey was probably the only one that could have should have marked uh matt smith because we haven't exactly got a massive team so out of them two but pierce i don't know piercey was marking so in terms of height i can understand why nabby was placed on him but at the same time i don't think bose would have said yeah you mark him but if he in when, when there's a corner just try and let the ball eat your head don't jump or, you know it's just an individual error um I can't even say it's concentration because it's not like he's lost his man he just just his decision was not to jump which was just weird as a defender.
2: Yeah, I mean in uh, talk about the first guy. I mean he did lose his man there and yeah. again there was I think it was Prattley and, and and yeah it was it was Prattley and Sar at that far side there was two men there two defenders and in between them you know Prattley's made the run towards the far post, and and Sars just got the wrong side of Hutchinson at the near at the near post. You know we've we've already we've already had a, a shot cleared off the line by this point as well. So you know we're on we under the cosh at the start. I mean that's how Millwall are going to come out at you at home. Millwall's home record is very good. They're going to come out. They're going to try and force the issue. Um, you know especially considering the, the the type of game it was uh, in, in terms of a local derby. You don't make mistakes like that. And that's the most frustrating thing is, I mean, if we hadn't fallen asleep at two set pieces, we would have been coming away with, admittedly, a very scrappy, but a 1-0 a win. And that's, you know, look at Wigan away a couple of weeks ago. We could have come away with a 0-0 draw, but we lost 2-0 because we fell asleep at set pieces. And that's something that we didn't see often last season. We've seen it too much now this year, I think, because that, that, that those aren't the only four goals we've conceded from set pieces uh, this season as well.
3: Yeah, it's happened a lot. And I think we spoke on Thursday and said particularly at Millwall, this stuff just happens. But it's not just Millwall this year, it's happened all over the place. And you're right, I think we just looked look shell-shocked at the start. And we again, we spoke on Thursday about the fact that this is more than just your, your normal game and the build-up is different and the, the feeling around the camp is different because it's such a big game for us, particularly with the run we've been on against Millwall. So you go in there and you're looking for a team to go in there and handle that atmosphere from the first whistle, because you have to, because you know they're going to be on you, you know they're going to hit you quickly at the start because they think if they can get a goal they will silence that that loud away end and that's exactly what happened and Boja knows that as well so again I'm not going to say that Boja is at fault in terms of that setup I, I think there is an issue with naming Boja uh naming Saar which we'll come back to but he's going to have told them what it's going to be like they're going to know what it's going to be like some of them pe- even people like Cullen you know they've played there in big games they know what that atmosphere is like but they just completely couldn't handle it and I don't know if you can crumble from nothing at the first whistle but we almost were crumbling from the from the yeah. very start and that goal was coming, like you say, we had, they had a shot cleared off the line, it felt like that goal was coming from the moment they kicked off and it was just a case of, right, let them get that one goal and then can we start to regroup and start again and it shouldn't have to be like that because on paper, we all said it on Thursday, on paper we're the better side and on paper we should have gone into that game as favourites and we should have started that game on the front foot and... Yes, you're going to have to soak up a bit of pressure against Millwall at home because of the good record they've got and because of the nature of the game. But the talent in that squad were far, far greater than theirs and, and enough to win that game. And they just couldn't do it. Again, it's a, it's a mentality thing and, and you could see it from the very first whistle.
2: Mm. I mean, like I say, that, that opening 20 minutes in particular, I thought I thought it was summed up quite nicely when Adam, <laughs> Adam Matthews went to take that throw in and the ball <laughs> slipped out of his hands. <laughs> And the, the the foul throw was given on the far side, right in front of the Docker stand, you know. And uh, at that point, you're thinking, right, this is a proper Cholton capitulation at Millwall, as per usual. Sure, we recovered from that, and, and we, we and we played better, you know, for for probably probably the, a large spell over over the sort of the centre part of that game before and after half time. But I mean, that that first twenty minutes was quite scary. Scary to watch.
4: Yeah, it was because we weren't we weren't brave enough. We weren't getting on the ball. We weren't. And you can see from the second half that once we settled down a bit and got on the ball, we they couldn't get near us. They couldn't come anywhere near us when we were knocking it about. But And not only that, we we were going direct, so we were playing it, to, I mean, up, playing it, um, playing it up to McCauley, who's got Jake Cooper, who's about nine foot two, and Sean Hutchinson. They were just eating, eating any balls that were coming out. They were just cleaning them up all day long. But... So, I mean, Leko was disappointing, because I think Leko's starting, it made sense when, when it came out, I was a bit like, because we said on Thursday, like, we had no one to change the game, which was evident, but starting Leko, because the only way you're going to get behind him is down the sides, which using his pace, but there was a couple of times he was put through, and he was just, looked like he didn't want to be there, or he, j- he just didn't really show much, like, enthusiasm, and that was quite disappointing. Um, but yeah, I think that for the first 20 minutes, we I just think, like Tom said, it was a mentality issue. They couldn't really handle the, the you know, the, the early pressure from them. Then we we weren't brave enough on the ball, and then it just went from bad to worse. And then we, I can't remember what the turning point was, but then it sort of kicked their bums in gear, sort of thing. Mm. Well, it's, and, uh, it's,
2: it seems to be. I just wonder if that was the way that Millward planned it. You know, really go you know, really go hell for leather in the first 20 minutes or so. And then, you know, you, you can't do that for 90 minutes. Most clubs, you know, no, no team can really do that for 90 minutes. And and, and it just felt like they, they just sat off a little bit. And that's when Charlton started to move the ball around. And this is where I'm talking about where I say this is probably the best I've actually seen us play at Millwall. Because once, once that ferocity at the start of the game sort of tailed off, then we started to control possession. It took us a while to start creating chances, but we were enjoying the ball. You know, Cullen and, and Gallagher in the midfield passing it around. We saw a lot of the ball being moved around between... Uh, the, the players in, in, in the back five just trying to find openings we saw Matthews trying to get forward at times you say Leco a couple of times in that first period was away down the right hand side then even made the wrong decision or dilly-dallied before getting the crossing which was quite frustrating I thought Macaulay Bomb was quite quiet in the first period until we had that great chance right at the end of, of the first half as well so you could that's when we started to see right you know we've we sort of weathered that early storm and that's where we're starting to get back into the game and actually show you know that that bit where we looked afraid at the start that seemed to fade away and that's where you're thinking right okay this game's not over just yet
3: yeah I thought half time came at the wrong time for us because I thought we'd started to build momentum by then and I mentioned on Twitter at half time that I thought Cullen and Gallagher were our best players and I pointed those two out in particular because they're low knees but actually someone pointed it out and said what about Pratley as well and all three of them I thought in that certainly the last 20 minutes of that first half I thought all three of them were brilliant and It's no coincidence that those three were our midfield three, which to me tells me that we were growing into that game because our midfield three were then starting to run the show, starting to get on the ball, starting to actually win tackles, put themselves about and then start to drive forwards with the ball. And the problem, as you said there, the problem was that in front of them, we just had nothing. Bon again seemed a little bit too isolated. Leco every time he got the ball, I thought he was poor yesterday, but every time he got the ball when he did get it, he seemed to make a mistake. And I think too often he didn't get it because he just wasn't in the right position or he wasn't making the right runs. But Cullen Gallagher and Prattley should all be singled out for praise, I suppose, because in that, certainly the latter half of that first half and the early parts of the second half, they were our best players. And in that midfield, we were starting to control the ball, starting to control possession. And as you say, I thought, right, then we might actually start to get somewhere. We saw Bonds volley right towards the end of that first half. I think was it was him that created another chance as well. And I thought, right, here we go, here we go and then the half time whistle comes and I was a bit frustrated because I thought right how's that going to work against our momentum but then we go in at half time come back out and actually we picked up where we left off and we continued to play that that basically our football and we started to show them that we were the better side and we just couldn't keep it up, basically, um, and we still looked a little bit shaky at the back. And I mean, we'll come on to the goal and the other chances, but as we've all said, apart from that goal, how many times did we test the keeper in that mm. second half? And that, and that was the problem. Our midfield largely controlled the latter part or middle part of that game, but it didn't lead to anything, and yeah. that's the problem. And that's been the problem for a little while now, and it's not just the fact that Lyle Taylor's out, because Macaulay has come in and done well, but... With Johnny Williams out of the side in particular, and maybe Os not playing yesterday as well, that just that link up between that midfield and the the attack at the moment is a bit of a problem.
2: Yeah, um, before we equalise, mean, in in the in the first half we did have that. Uh, one chance that perhaps typified... Well, two or well, two chances, really, that typified a Charlton performance again at Millwall is that we don't, we don't get the luck as well. So, I mean, that shot from Cullen that Bajkowski somehow tipped onto the bar. And then you see, I mean, from where we were in, in the press box, it was hard to see. At first, I thought that looked like it may have crossed on on its way down. He's done just about enough to, to palm it away. And then it's even worse when you see the goal line technology shot on Quest uh, yes, yesterday evening. And you can see that the ball was seven-eighths over the line. It was just the final bit of curvature of the ball that that hadn't gone over uh, And then, of course, that, that volley from Macaulay Bond just before half-time. And he, the save, uh, uh, looking back, it's hard to tell if it even hits the keeper in the head rather than the palms, because whatever it was, it was a great save to, to push it over the bar. A brave save, and by the sounds of it, he's had a good season uh, for Mill, that, that, that goalkeeper, but it just summed up, like... You know, how our luck tends to go, even when, when we when we do start to turn it on in this fixture.
4: No, exactly, and even to go back to like you said, Matthews. Like, I mean, I can't remember the last time I've seen a foul throw given in a professional game, <laughs> and then obviously the obviously the Cullen shot. But then, like Tom, like Tom was saying, it was it come at the wrong time because we were probably in the ascendancy. But it's like we, we we done better, and we was growing into the game, but it just seemed like yesterday everything that could go wrong did. All we just needed was an ascending off, really. That was, would have been perfect, really, wouldn't it? Um, mm-hmm. Everything going wrong, um, but yeah, I'm trying not. To, it's, it's hard because obviously I am, I am sort of over. It. I just try not to dwell on it now because it's like you can't change it. It's just so frustrating because I honestly thought on Thursday we were mentally we were in the best place we could have ever been, and like you said, it's the best I've ever seen us play there mm. by a country mile. So yeah we, just, we um just have to wait till next year. <laughs> <laughs> Lovely. Yeah. I just I have to, yeah, yeah I don't know I might have to move all flu next year I don't
2: know. <laughs> yeah I think I might I might try and get a piece of that as well. I mean so we got that goal back just after half time. You know arguably it had been coming we'd already seen that great move down the right hand side from Matthews pulled it back for for uh, Pratters and his good pratley didn't quite catch that right, but I thought Prattley had a decent game yesterday, and 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 the save came. And you know, you look at the goal actually for for what was quite a scrappy goal. It was reasonably well worked actually, and Naby did play a big part in that. the nod down to to Lecco that his shot. If you're looking back at that shot from Lecco, I think it's actually going wide. I think it's an own goal off, off Marlon Romeo. But here you go. Like, this is when you're thinking right. Here we go, Tom. Now let's go and push on and get that second. But yeah we enjoyed the ball perhaps, but did we re- like i haven't I, I went through the highlights I went through tweets. I couldn't find a single other shot for charlton um to 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 put into the highlights there was one cross when lapsy lapsey came on with what five minutes left there was a cross that went near him, and that's the best that's the best we had so the frustration of you know enjoying possession of the ball but not creating something as you said that's, that that was that was there yesterday
3: yeah, I don't remember anything else and the goal as i say came as as a culmination of us building from about 25 minutes into the game onwards all the way through to half time where as I say I thought we were on the ascendancy we go into half time we come out we picked up from where we left off continued to play well get that goal and it was almost like that was the the peak and they'd gone right we've we've achieved what we needed to achieve because then they I don't know whether we backed off or Millwall stepped up and went nah not on our patch you don't but it the game seemed to swing in that moment and I don't understand why because for me you get that goal and you think right we've everything that we undid in the first 6 minutes we've taken maybe we've taken an hourish to get it back even but now we're back even and now we've reset we've righted that wrong and now we go on and we show them what we're all about because we're the better team and we should go on to win this game but we didn't we we scored that goal and it was almost like they were like well, I can't believe we've actually managed to do that let's relax now we've we've got what we were supposed to do because then as you say I, Yes, I think our midfield still had a lot of the ball. I don't know what the possession stats were from the goal till the end of the game. I think mm. they were probably slightly in our favour, but a lot of the game was played in either the middle of the pitch or in our half of the pitch, with our back four just knocking it around, and we just didn't test them, didn't test them at all. And I, I, I mean, you said you scrolled through the highlights, and that off the top of my head, I couldn't think of a chance. I'm not surprised there wasn't one. Um, and it just the longer it went on at one all, as I say, I think we all knew that there was going to be something happening. Um, it was just a case of when. And I mean, it's sickening to come as late as it did. But until we got that second goal, uh, it was just always there. It was always there because that's what happens when yeah. you go to Millwall as a Charlton fan. And it was just so disappointing that we, we finally got ourselves back level. And for me, that was neutral. That was where we should have been from the start of the game because it was a sloppy goal to give away. And we just didn't capitalise on it at all. And it partly maybe because we couldn't bring the right sort of people off the bench because haven't really got anyone. I was disappointed Ostuma didn't come on. Uh, I know Nath will think the same because um, we said that yesterday, but we just didn't really go for the kill when, when really we had the mm. opportunity to. It's
2: funny it was, it's funny enough, I, I didn't see Ostuma coming on because I just didn't think he'd be able to affect that game just with the... The way that we were getting out muscle, perhaps in the forward line, maybe he would have found that that middle ground, that That gap, and maybe made something happen. Maybe I was There, that's what we needed. Yeah, uh, for a physical game, I just never, I I personally didn't see him uh, coming into that. So, so, I mean, that was you know, fifteen minutes after we scored, where perhaps we had enjoyed a bit of possession. There there was a sub, Prattley, booked now. In the first half, he's going to be out of the game against uh, Cardiff, his fifth yellow card of the season. Um, I don't know if that was in Boyer's mind when he decided to take him off because Kyle came on, didn't really affect the game in the way that I imagine Boyer would have wanted him to.
4: Yeah, I mean, when he first came, I think he'd done a couple of straight passes, didn't he? And then he seemed to go into the game. I think he made made a good challenge and done some good passes. But <clears throat> possibly, yeah, probably he's going to be a miss. But uh, I think once Kyle gets some games under his belt, I think it will start... He'll start picking it up a little bit, and I think he might be cementing that place a little bit more mm-hmm. I would, by the latter part of the season. I would imagine if he stays fit, obviously. Um, but yeah, probably had a good game again. And I just think his experience probably helps the younger lot, um, and hope that maybe maybe it was him where it was the turning point in the first half where we started turning it around. But it's going to be a big miss against Cardiff. But he's um, he'll have a, he'll have to have three weeks off now. Well, won't he? Is it no two weeks? Two weeks. Well, off so we've got now, two weeks
2: we? off, and then he's going to miss the, the, the and Cardiff and then game. The actual so, game. Yeah. So.
4: But that's what you're going to get with Pratt, isn't it? You're going to he's going to be combative and he's going to pick up those yellows. Um,
3: but you can't
2: really. But it. I just felt we missed him when he went off. That yeah. was the main thing. Like, i feel, yeah. I feel like I feel like our performance tailed off. We, uh, you think that's fair?
3: Yeah, I completely agree. And I know I was a bit of a critic of Prattly when he first came into the side. Um, he completely won me over towards the back end of last season. I hold my hands up and say this season he's been one of our better players. Um, I do wonder whether a Charlton side that's a, as good as we are should be missing someone like Prattley as much as we will. And that's absolutely no disrespect to him, but he's an ageing player. It To have him come out of the side, should that make such a big effect as it did? Because I agree, Kyle came on and just, he misplaced two passes straight away. Just never really grew into the game. I know it's a hostile atmosphere. I know it's a difficult game to come into, but... Boya said it to us, didn't he, after Preston last week, that his substitutions didn't really have the effect that he that he wanted and I know we're missing Johnny Williams and Lyle Taylor who stats-wise are probably some of our, our better players but we need to be having players that make more of an impact and someone like Anike is is obviously well-built and, and physical player. I know he was injured yesterday but even if he'd have come on, it, it just had that feeling yesterday that no one was going to come on and change that game for the better but... Yeah, I, I completely agree with you. I think prattley has been up there in terms of performances this season and one of the first names on the team sheet for me and, and I have no problem with that in terms of what he does but I just think, is that what this Charton team are about? Is that really looking to the future? We, we need some of those younger players to start taking a bit more responsibility um, and I'm not calling out the lone here, funnily enough, because like I said, Cullen and Gallagher are some of our better players but mm. people like Lapsley, people like Barham, you know, they need to start playing their way into this side because at the moment Pratley's keeping them all out and rightly so
2: yeah, in terms of chances are uh, you know in between the the, the Charlton goal and the, the Millwall winning goal I mean like I say I don't think there was anything for, for Charlton really the, the only real chance there was perhaps that corner that fell to uh to Ben Thompson and it was a good save from from Dylan Phillips he made the save but again it was another set piece where we didn't we didn't deal with it but until then it just felt like it was gonna it was gonna fizzle out into that draw and then of course. Uh, uh, Mill will go on and take the three points uh, later on, much to the frustration uh, of the Charlton fans. We'll talk about what happened after the game as well. Uh, not that Nathan knows, because he somehow managed to get out early. But uh, <laughs> we'll, uh, we'll talk about that uh, later as well, because it didn't sound like that was particularly well handled uh, either. Right, we're going to hear from Lee Boyer in a few seconds' time. Uh, don't forget we want to hear from you guys as well. You can have your say on this evening's show. If you disagreed with anything we've said so far, let us know. Um, you can email us studio at chartonlive.co.uk uh, you can tweet us at Charlton live, or you can head over to the Charlton Live forum uh, to have your say on this evening's show right I spoke to the Addicts boss Lee Bowyer uh, in the tunnel after yesterday's game and the Addicts uh, manager said he felt that his side did enough to get something out of the contest
7: I thought, I thought we played well um, to, to be leaving with nothing I don't think it is a fair result um, I thought we was better than that uh, Obviously, conceding early on from a set piece gives them a lift up. On, but I thought for the rest of the first half, I thought we was the better side. We created a lot of good chances. Keeper made some some, some unbelievable saves. Um, second half, I thought that again we started well. Again, dominated. And, and I thought once we scored then that's it we're going to go on and win the game but we stopped doing what what got us on top and, and, that, and that was passing for some reason so um, yeah that, that's so disappointing to, to concede that late on and the, the manner that we conceded it's just it drives me mad you know like so frustrating it's just not good enough. You you have to see out games, you and know, you have to you have to make sure that your man doesn't score. It's, it's, it's very simple. Make sure your man doesn't score. So mentally, physically, we we have to be better.
2: You know, the frustration. You saw a couple of weeks ago at Wigan as well, when you know, perhaps a fairly even game, and you get outdone by by two set pieces. So.
7: That's something you're going to have to be drumming into them over the next couple of weeks no, because they know they know like we told them all week that this is their strength Millwall this is a uh, strength of theirs yeah they've got some good players but but they, they, they're they strong at their pieces so we can't tell them no more we can't do no more than what we're actually doing we, we, they all know their jobs their inside out like this it is simple just make sure your man doesn't score and um Unfortunately, uh, that didn't happen today. So we have to improve at that. We have to get better at that. So Charlton's hoodoo
2: here at Millwall is, is is well known and well talked about. And perhaps at times in the past, you've seen Charlton teams that look scared to go and play the football around today. But that wasn't. That didn't seem to be the case today. They they, they seem to enjoy a fair bit of possession.
7: Yeah, uh, like I said, I thought we was a better side. I think some of the, the, the football we played was very good. We we took the sting out of of the atmosphere. I felt. Um, Obviously, it's an intimidating place to, to come and play, and I thought we handled it really, really, really well. So, um, and I, I believe we should have won the game.
5: But
4: the
7: game's about taking your chances and putting the ball in the back of the net, and they done it twice, and we only managed to do it once, and we end up leaving with nothing. I would have been disappointed with a draw when it was one all. I was like, right like, here we go, like we we'll go and win this, and, but to come away with nothing. It's,
2: Enough. I guess it must hurt that little bit extra, of course, because of the rivalry between the, the two clubs. So you're going to have to pick your, your players up again after the international break when it comes to Cardiff.
7: Yeah, and, and some of them need to look at themselves. You know, they, they need to have a look at themselves. I've just told them that that can't be conceding the way we've just done there um, and, and losing the game. So they have a couple of days now to, to reflect and uh, look back at what's just happened today. Of course, um,
2: when you come back from the international break, you're hoping there may be more bodies available. Of course, Prattley won't be able to play after picking up his fifth yellow card, so that's another one now you can't use against Cardiff.
7: Yeah, um, hopefully Lyle might be in and around, uh, might be on the bench, be able to be on the bench. We'll have to see how he goes, but um, he's just started running again outside, so... Hopefully, uh, we don't have no more setbacks with him, and uh, we need some attacking players really because today we only had Otso like, on the bench, who's the only attack-minded player that we we had on the bench. So, uh, so yeah, hopefully we can we can start getting some of them more more attacking players back.
1: Ready to pop the question?
5: Chip ball back across, Powers there, pierces there. Power with a header, and it! it's it! Oh, it's it! Oh, Oh, Patrick Maher! You absolute German
1: beauty. Woo! Dreamland! Oh, Charlotte has scored! With seconds remaining! We've done it too! Gets in! Come on! What a time to be here at Wembley! Oh, my word!
5: Oh, my word! Charlton Live.
2: So welcome back. It's Charlton live here on your Sunday evening, in a miserable show, unfortunately, because we were beaten uh, by Millwall at the Den uh, in the last minute yesterday. A Matt Smith header after Naby Sarr was beaten uh, in the air. Um, we, we heard there Boya Nath saying that some players need to take a long, hard look at themselves. And I mean, you know who he's talking about there. Is like I say, he's not going to name names, but anyone with a face and eyes can see that it was Naby Sarr who's lost their man there. Um, how, how does Naby react to this? I guess is 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 the main worry now?
4: Well, he's a professional footballer. And he needs to take it on the chin, take the criticism, and make himself better, and make sure it don't happen again. That's all you can do. Um, you, you, well, you can sit there and sulk, but I'm pretty sure he won't be playing again if he does that. Mm. Uh, I mean, he's, you know, Naby's faced you know adversity before. He's you know he's had rougher times just by conceding the goal in a derby. Yeah, it's not great, but he's he's had some terrible times here and throughout his career, and this is just another another hurdle that he has to overcome just like any other player it's just disappointing it's coming a game against millwall um, but i think he'll be fine he's, he's got two weeks off now he's going over to senegal isn't he i think is that been announced yet by the way it has, hasn't yeah it? yeah it has yeah um sure. so yeah he's just have to just make himself a better player i mean when when Bo's come in he said that nabi needed to sort of d- develop his physical side because of the, the stature he is he wasn't as aggressive as what he needed to be um and i think that showed again on saturday so he just needs to make himself better make sure it don't happen again really
2: Mm. uh Lee Bayer said he felt that charlton should have won the game he 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 would have been disappointed with a draw uh i mean i just want to look back at the chances Craig. sure we had more of a ball I like us say a fifty nine forty one position for us according to the the b b c sport website and i just what do you think of clear cut chances? I was having this conversation in the in the tunnel with someone yesterday, and they were saying I felt we we had the better the clear cut chances but overall did we did we really We had the Cullen one that hit the bar. Uh, we had uh, the 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 Bond one that was well saved, and then we had the Prattley one in the second half. Then of course the goal. But then you look, I mean, Pierce had already cleared a goal, a shot off the goal line, pretty much in before we were one 0 down. Uh, Bud Varson had one that went across the face of goal. There was a long shot from from Romeo still in the first half that um, that went across, or that that not Phillips got across well to save. And then even in the second period, like I say, we had that one that from Thompson that. That the deals had to make a save from, so it's, it's not like it was one way traffic in terms of chances. So, I, I do think there is. You know, Steve Brown as well said he didn't agree with Boyer that the Charlton were perhaps good enough for the win yesterday on, on Radio London. Well, wow. yeah,
3: I don't think I agree with him. Um, I think I agree with him pre game that we deserve or not deserve to win the game. I think we had enough to win the game and probably should go into a game like that expecting to win. Uh, as I said on Thursday show, if it wasn't Millwall, but it was a team in exactly the same position with the same players on the same run of form, you were us. but it is Millwall and, and that seems to be the difference. But no, based on the 90 minutes yesterday, I don't think we were good enough to win the game. I think a draw probably would have been fair. Um, I don't think necessarily they did enough to win the game either, but no, I don't think we were we were that good and I, I wonder, I'd be surprised if he said that to his players. Um I'm sure, as we all said, I'm sure he gave them a a pretty hard grilling after the final whistle. Um, And I'm sure he'll be working them hard as soon as he gets them back into training after the international break as well. Um, And I'm sure he'll have picked out the individuals that he thinks are at fault. I think we've all spoken about who that might be. Um, And I know he doesn't call them out publicly, which I think is probably the right call because there's no point. Everyone knows who it is, but behind the scenes, hopefully he'll have he'll have made his feelings very clear because that would have hurt him yesterday, um, for sure. And I mean, it's going to hurt any manager to lose a game and to lose a game of that magnitude. But as someone who's been there as a player for Charlton and won, as someone who knows just how big this rivalry is, that would have really hurt him yesterday because mm. we know how much he loves to win a game. And, and as you said, when that goal went in at the end, you could see how angry he was because it was more than avoidable.
2: Yeah, I mean, to talk about the way we set up yesterday, because we did have a tweet in from Bob Liskamer saying, you know, did... Do, do we think that Naby can operate as part of a back three I, I don't think that's in question because i think he's done it before and he, and he's done it okay but you know going in in a back three the probably the formation we expected was it or were you surprised by that
4: um i probably thought this formation would be the same but i i expected prats to go in there um in, in then, part of the back three yeah, yeah and then when cuz what you can do with prats in there is then if it if you need to change it and you want to go to a back four, you can. And then you push practically up in the hole as a DM, which you're flexible to do that. With the three we had there yesterday, you ain't really going to shove Naby out into DM or anything. Do you know what I mean? Cause it's quite structured. But um, it was what I was expecting. Um, I, d- I, d- I don't think Leko should have started, just simply because we had something else to change the game. But it was no surprise to me that he did come in, uh, that Bowie picked him, because I think the only way you're going to get around me is always pace, because mm. they're just lanky, aren't they, at the back? Um yeah. So yeah, I d I can't I I think that it was the formation I expected. I I don't think there was anything how we if we set up incorrectly, I just think we just didn't we, we just wasn't switched on. We weren't awake from the from yeah. the first whistle.
2: Yeah, I'm mean, trying to find what I mean one I mean, there was a few positives yesterday for sure, and I thought Adam Matthews looked alright going forward at times mm. in the in, in the game for you know, someone was that it must be a second start for us, I think. Um he he looked okay. Um what what did you make of him, Adam Matthews? I thought he was all right, but then he. Other than the throw, I was going to say, and then he did that,
3: and again, like you said earlier, and like we said on Thursday, that sort of stuff just doesn't happen unless it's Chant V. Millwall. When was the last time we gave away a foul throw like that? Um, it's just just mad. But yeah, I thought on the whole he did okay when he when he got the ball in advanced positions, he looked quite dangerous. Um, but again, when he got his ball in, there just wasn't enough people in the box to to get on the end of it. Unfortunately, but yeah, certainly in a. In a game where we've lost to our bitterest rivals and you're trying to pick faults with players, I don't think he would be high on my list. I thought he had an okay game and he's someone that hopefully we'll see a little bit more game time now if he can stay fit and we can start to rotate him and Solly on the the midweek games and the weekend. So, yeah, I think he's a, he comes with a, an okay reputation. I think he'll be a decent player for us. Mm. So.
2: Yeah, well, Let's have a look at some of the, the, the tweets that came in uh, yesterday and last night. I saw after... Quite a few came in during during like yesterday afternoon, but they're more chatting to Nave. So I'm going, I'm going to sort of pick pick, pick up from when uh, London Inn at Giza tweeted, 2.30am, uh, said I'm home uh, at last. I mean, how long did they keep you in there? <laughs> um, or did he get nicked or something? But um, uh, it says, uh, hopefully, Charlton Live give those excuses for footballers wearing the red and white shirt stick. Uh, they deserve. Never thought I'd accuse a Charlton team under Bayer of not trying today, uh, but they didn't. Any Charlton fan who clapped them off, shame on you. Um, I mean did you feel there was a lack of effort I mean I don't think that's what, something I would put on them Nathan I mean
4: no I don't, I don't, yeah I don't think um, I don't think anyone can any game this season to be fair is is lack of desire or lack of effort um, but I mean obviously everyone's entitled to their opinion it's probably quite raw still um, Especially if you're getting in at two yeah. thirty in the morning. Yeah, know. exactly. So, but you know, it's, for me, no, no, I don't think it was desire. I just think the, it was just a lack of bravery. And lack of bravery doesn't, for me, is the same, Isn't the same as the same desire or effort or anything. It's just mentality wise, we were weaker, for the, and then we were already chasing the game. Then so. Um, but, yeah, no, not for me. I don't say mm. lack of desire.
2: Dan Farmer says, uh, do we have to look back at the game against Millwall? Can't we just talk about Wembley again? <laughs> we, we could, I, I was tempted to do that. Mark Griffiths says, uh, dust settled four points off the playoffs, nine from relegation zone into the last international break of 2019. We would all take that. We are disappointed, as we have seen, uh, and know that we can match teams in this division. Uh, we've had a bad few weeks with injuries uh, to key players as well. Yeah, I mean, I think, I think the there's always going to be the frustration after what's happened yesterday. Uh, Obviously we want to look at the bigger picture and we are still in a reasonably healthy position in the table. I don't think we can forget that we have only won two in the last 10 now. Um, Like I say, up until two games ago, that wasn't, it wasn't the end of the world because there were some big teams in there and we tended to play really pretty well in, in most of those games. And I think you look at that Preston game where perhaps it just tailed off a bit and we got out, outdone. And then look at yesterday where we played okay in spells, but, we showed a bit of a weakness at a set of pieces which we hadn't seen for a couple of weeks as well. So we, we, we do need to, you know, temper the fact that we lost a game against Millwall and we're all fuming and we're all disappointed uh, with the fact that we're still doing okay overall in the league. But we do need to remember that, you know, results will start to catch up with us if, if, we, if we don't start turning the good performances we've seen in, in the last few weeks in, into wins. And, and I mean, Lee Bay will know that. He, he won't need reminding of that at all.
3: Yeah, and I think he's very level-headed keeps his feet on the ground, knows exactly where his team a bit like are. like <laughs> yeah. yeah. And what, uh, what he expects of them and what he expects of himself. I think it's a funny old season really because I was looking in the programme the other day where they have the list of the, the performances and where we were in the league and I think we were second up until about five or six games into the season and when you're five or six games in and you're second in the league and it's your first season back at this level, I understand why people are as disappointed as they are that we've now dropped off a little bit. Um so that's one point of view. Another point of view is the fact, and, and again, obviously, I interviewed Bojo f- for uh, for Charton Live last weekend and said to him, you know, f- journalists have been saying it's only two wins in eight. That seems a bit sh- strange to be calling you out on that when performances have actually been very good. And, and he agreed. But actually, now we've lost that game to Preston and now we've lost this game here. And you think, eh, OK, maybe we are starting to see that turn. But I agree with that tweet in. I think, we, or any of us would have taken this at the start of the season but the point is that five or six games in we were second and I know we, we were perhaps wrong to then say well therefore we should finish in the top six because I don't think necessarily any of us thought that but I think perhaps we'd expect a little bit better from a side that have shown they can do that in that first six games to now be putting in performances like they have which Preston we were listless and I know they went top and I know they were a different sort of side to the side we are playing but we weren't good enough against them I don't think we were good enough again yesterday I think, I don't know, maybe if those performances were split out more against this part of the season, maybe we'd react differently. I'm just really not sure. It's a funny old season, but I'd be very interested to see if anyone would have taken us being, I don't know, five or six places lower and three or four points less than we are now, but having beaten Millwall yesterday, whether people would prefer that and how people would look at that differently as well. But for me, at the moment, as it stands, I'm just still too raw about yesterday to really think, kind of about the bigger picture and come at Cardiff game I'll start to think about it again but for me at the moment it's all about yesterday and the disappointment from losing to to Millwall yesterday
2: I'm quite glad there's an international break coming up actually just just to put some distance now between us and and needing to think about Jordan again for a while after uh, after yesterday's game because it is so frustrating John Agambar said uh, this season is and will not be defined uh, on one result let's get it over Uh, let's get over it and push onwards Uh, And upwards. Spencer's asked if we could cancel tonight's show as well (laughs) Um, uh, after after the defeat. James says uh, two mistakes by Saar cost us the game. If it wasn't against them, I wouldn't be bothered. But I'm still annoyed today. Saar shouldn't have played yesterday. If we need to play three at the back, it would have been uh, Jason Pearce, uh, Darren Prattley, and Tom Lockyer. Why did Prattley get taken off? Uh, it grated. Uh, he was on a yellow, but he was one of our better players. On to Cardiff, uh, where we need a result. I mean, do, do you think Prattley coming off was was a move to go on and try and win the game by bringing on Kyle, who Who could argue? I guess he's a slightly more forward-thinking player, or because uh, Prattley drove forward with the ball quite well a couple of times yesterday, and he just He just seems to be the glue that that, that sticks everything together and keeps us ticking over uh, in the middle of the park at the moment.
4: Yeah, I, I, the only reason I can see him coming off was probably that he was booked or he might have had a slight knock, but it didn't seem like he was hobbling or anything when he came off. Um, yeah, Kyle's probably a little bit better on the ball, but like you were saying, Prattley was keeping it ticking over. He was fine. Um, but yeah, it did surprise me was going off, especially with that experience. and yeah, I can't help but think with that that last-minute corner, someone like Prattley would have been quite useful because hey, he's tall, he can head the ball and just through his experience of trying to See the game out, so but it's all hindsight, isn't it? But yeah, I, I was a bit confused when Pratt's come off, I must admit. But obviously, Bose knows it more than mm. he, he might have had a knock for all yeah, I know.
2: Yeah, McDonkery and says there's three constants in life death, taxes, and defeat at Mill War, and you can't argue with that. Hex says some players are confidence players. It's accepted uh, that Nabi Sarr is a confidence player. In my opinion, you can't have a confidence player. Who's a defender? I mean, is that 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 sounds like a fair point? I guess. And if you've got a confidence player who's low on confidence, no matter where they are in the pitch, then it's, it's going to cost you points one way or another. If you've got a striker who's out of confidence, then you're not going to be scoring a goal. goals. So you've got a defender who's out of confidence. You're gonna you're gonna concede goals that perhaps you shouldn't have. So I guess you could argue it happens for any any, any position. But Hex is saying that if it's a a confidence player like Nabs, you, you shouldn't you shouldn't have that as a defender. I think you could call it either way because if you've got
3: a confidence player up front. It's the sort of player that when he's low on confidence, he's going to snatch at chances and miss them. And then you go through to midfield, they're going to misplace passes and not want the ball and not show for the ball. Back four, they're liable to mistakes. And goalkeeper, obviously, seen plenty of times in any game, a goalkeeper low on confidence will just make silly mistakes and, and give goals away. So I don't think it's necessarily the fact that he's a defender. Also think that <clears throat> there are enough players in in professional football that are confidence players and it is a difficult thing to manage because when they're low on confidence, what do you do to get them back up? But I think what Nabi has shown this season is when he, his confidence is there, um, what a good player he can be and what an asset to the team he can be. We've seen the way he can get balls forward, the way he can run forward with the ball and he is a good defender at heart as well in certain games. But as I said at the start of the show and as we all said Thursday, a game away at the Den it is not the game for Naby Sar. Um We all knew that. Uh, it's just, again, I go back to the fact it's just so strange that he was chosen. Um, and it's very easy sitting here because he's made two very clear and obvious mistakes to to kind of back that point up. But he just looked shaky in general yesterday. He didn't look like the Nabi Sarr that we see when, as I say, he's at his best and... It's difficult. You can't rely on a player like that. He can't be one of your starting two week in, week out necessarily. But he's someone that's great to have around for the squad and and great to be able to rotate in at those games where you know he's going to get a lot of time with the ball at his feet. But you put him up against a strong, powerful uh, attacker like someone like Matt Smith, and I would have put money on Matt Smith winning winning those aerial duels all day long, and, and that's exactly what happened. So. Look, we have to call Naby out for yesterday because, as I say, it's clear and uh, and obvious who who was at fault for the goals. But I I still think he he adds something to this squad. I just yesterday was not the game for him, and mm. and that was the problem.
2: Yeah, because I, I saw you see messages about you know the other other parts of his game yesterday. You know, other times he did put in challenges, he did make these blocks, and and that's fine. But that is his job. Um, and when. You then go on to make the two glaring errors that cost us the game. I'm afraid you can't consider that a good performance, and and mm. I think I think that's what yeah. what we have to accept. Right, Cliff Scales says uh, that hurt yesterday, uh, losing like that. It was a poor game overall. Their keeper saves from Cullen, uh, Bond and Prattley, they were game changing. But I'm not making excuses. Uh, we were not good enough on the day to win the game. It's just unbelievable how we can never seem uh, to beat them. Right, Stephen Keeley. Uh, or Kylie, sorry, I should say, he says uh, a really uh, annoying result and patchy performance. But at the end of the day, we are missing so many important players for the way Boya wants to play. Taylor is essential in holding the ball up, and Williams is our main route to taking players on. He's also brilliant at seeing uh, out a game and winning fouls. Uh, with either of them, yeah, yesterday we would have drawn the game easily. With both of them, uh, we would have won. Add to that, Sam Field, who is needed to give Prattley a rest. And both the full backs that you would want to play uh, in the back five is frankly amazing uh, that we have done as well as we have over the past month. We are well away from trouble uh, and we'll hopefully start to get some players back after the break. Despite the result, I would still be far more worried to uh, to be a Millwall fan this morning because at home they were no better than a severely weakened uh, Charlton team on Saturday. The future is looking very rosy. Uh, we just need to get there. That's a great message there from Stephen K- uh, Kylie as well. I, I, I just need to add as well actually, so you talk about the. Uh, the full backs or the, the 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 left back in particular that perhaps you would love to see in a 3-5-2 which is lewis page um we were talking about him on thursday getting some 23 minutes uh against uh against millwall on the monday then thursday evening he got injured uh and i found out yesterday so it's a hamstring injury so that that's a few weeks isn't it so pagey once again is now a few weeks away from fitness and it's so frustrating because you feel so sorry for him, but he he must he, he must be made of glass. That boy, I feel so bad for him because he would he would be so good in that um in, in you know in that wing back position going forward. He's, he's arguably the best crosser of the ball we have at the club, and I hope I hope Paige gets better soon. All right, sausage jo- uh, sausage dog uh, says uh, for once, boy, you messed it up. Uh, but he is entitled to make mistakes. I feel the injuries we get season after season can't just be bad luck. We have to think our coaches and conditioning coaches. Uh, Are they good enough down here? We've got Hemed, you've got Sanike, Foster Kasky. What on earth is going on with them? And with Paige uh, as well. That's from Rick, uh, or Sausage Jog, as he calls himself. Daniel Traven says, I watched the game uh, at 2am over here. Uh, He said, um, at least I was there in 1996, the coldest game I've ever been to. So at least least you've enjoyed a win at the Den, Daniel. Most of us haven't, especially uh, I haven't. Uh, and people my age haven't unfortunately. Right, Lewis Stubbs, uh, for me we showed no guts or desire to win that game yesterday. We played the better football, but in derbies uh, especially Mill way you need heart and to be able to defend set pieces better and we didn't do that. So for me we got what we deserved, Naif. I mean that, that that's a sort of recurring theme now that sort of started coming up.
4: Yeah, I thought, uh, is it saying that we deserved? I wouldn't I wouldn't in terms of balance of play I wouldn't say we deserved it but yeah no, know Lewis is right in terms of being sloppy and not defending set pieces properly then yeah you're, that's what I said right at the beginning you, if you can't defend set pieces they're one of the most basic elements of football and it's all great doing your passing and moving and all the different passages of play but if you can't defend a cross then you're going to struggle and you won't win games and that was evident yesterday and it was just it, it's just annoying because we all knew so at half time we was we was all talking about it, going, oh, we knew this was a good... The first five... Well, before they scored, when they were putting the pressure on, you could see where it was going. And it was like, oh, no, not again. And then we had that little bit... It's the hope that kills you, isn't it? But, uh, yeah, you can, I agree with him. If you can't defend set pieces, then you're going to be in trouble, especially against people like Mirwall. Mm.
2: Uh, Rob Raghorn says, uh, right, perspective time. Uh, would I sort the Premier League years and all our great times battles... Uh, and even the bad times that make us stronger just to beat Millwall, no. Uh, we got it wrong again. Put pressure on ourselves when it's just Millwall. Let's stop it and stop overthinking. Yeah, uh, I mean, something we mentioned, or you mentioned, Tom, on Thursday about Bayern naming naming the team. He, he said in his... Uh, you know, in, in his press conference, he treated it a little differently. You know, he was naming his team first. So I did ask Brownie about that yesterday because, obviously, he's been a player. And he said it's not unheard of for things to be done differently for different games. And he says it wouldn't necessarily be just because it was Millwall. But, honestly, in this case, it was that he tried something different. I mean, do, do you think that could really have any effect on the way we started? Because we did start very badly. But, I mean, if, you, if you're not a footballer, if, if a footballer can't handle being told a day early or two days early that you're going to play football on Saturday then you you must be in the wrong industry surely it kind of affected things that that much
3: I don't know I don't think there's enough evidence there for me to say yes it definitely did uh, I come back to what I said on Thursday was I just don't I don't get why you do anything differently just because it's Millwall and and you're right like Steve Brown saying there that you know it happens at other times well the fact is that Boya hasn't as far as we're aware, Boja has never done it before and then Millwall comes around and suddenly is naming his t- team on a different day. So I, I just don't get why you would do anything differently and that was what like confused me a little bit and, and worried me a little bit. We, As fans, you're going to treat this game differently. As players and as coaching staff, you don't want them to. You want them to just treat it like another game and, and maybe not. Maybe I'm wrong. Maybe you should treat this game slightly differently and they should go into it with a different mentality. I, I, I don't know. I'm not a professional footballer, but for me it was just a little bit weird because immediately as soon as you start doing things differently you add little very variables into it that, that don't need to be and uh, the classic example people talk about is the penalty shootout when you start to stutter your run up or try and give the keeper the eyes well you've got a chance to just have a shot at goal why are you adding additional variables in that might make it harder for you? Exactly the same with, with things like this, why are you doing anything different to what you do on a normal build up to a game because it just professional uh, footballers they they have a very routine based life and to suddenly mess with that routine for me, maybe just makes them feel a little bit different, not necessarily more nervous or less nervous or more cagey, but just different. And if it's different, then it it is going to play out that way. And, and that seemed to be what happened. But mm. I don't know. There's definitely not enough evidence just based on the performance and the fact we lost to say it's definitely just because mm. of that. But why add it in? Why do it any differently? And that—that that was the question I was asking yeah. Thursday, and that's again what I come back to yeah. today.
2: Well, Jim Dutton thinks that Bay—he says even Bayou fell Felfri, in terms of treating the game differently. He said ordinarily he would have made more attacking substitutions, uh, although in his in in his defence, Anika and hemmed were available as Tuma was on the bench. Uh, and in the event of a Millwall corner you just leave him on, on the halfway yeah. line but it, so that's what Jim says he thought he saw something different. Uh, Reese says I don't get all this we didn't deserve to lose rubbish that I keep hearing we didn't have a shot after our goal that uh, like only one team was going to score and that was them it felt like a matter of when uh, their winner was going to come uh, not if. Uh, John Stern says it was a load of rubbish as well. Now uh, so you so got Mendonca's right foot feeling that you know, saying that Mike Tyson's watching a different game to him. You know, just because we didn't win doesn't mean they didn't try. Uh, but Mike's insistent that he, he saw very little passion uh, and guts out there. Dave uh, says it was just rubbish. There's nothing else you can say uh, about the game. James says it's not. It's not just our record against them. It's a the number of times we've conceded late goals leading to defeat or a draw against them since my first Millwall Charlton derby I attended in 1988. I've seen them score in the last five minutes. Uh, on six different occasions, it's absolutely embarrassing. I mean, it's crazy. It? I mean, there was even a game, I think, at the uh, at the new den where we were tuning up with like five minutes left and then up drawing two or as well. It's just bizarre. That's a mentality issue, that yeah. is. Yeah, I mean, that's what I'm convinced there's something like there's something getting ahead. You know, you talk about England with penalty shootouts in, in, in the world in World Cup competitions, you know, that were up until. Up until uh, Colombia last summer, I think we we'd, we'd, what, lost three out of four in World Cups and then in, in the Euros was, was just as bad as well. So overall, we'd lost something like nine penalty shootouts in a row and it's some, something must be a, a mental challenge there. We just need, need to sort ourselves out. Uh, Lyle Taylor for PM says, can we just pretend it never happened and just talk about KSI beating Logan Paul in boxing? What's up? It's P? the two YouTubers who are boxing each other. See, I am I am very much down with the kids now. Oh, that,
4: oh I've seen that one too. I, think, I thought it was just two boxers I didn't
2: know they were YouTubers nah no, they're, you, they're not oh, real boxers they're YouTubers no but everyone everyone loves them because one Fantastic. of them used to sit there playing FIFA and it was really funny apparently yeah. but mm. yeah there we go Dave also says boo and then adds we go again <laughs> <Really>? yeah. Um, <laughs> boxing, yeah Seb, Seb reckons it, it's got to the point where it's got to be a psychological uh, hurdle that that we need to that we need to overcome, which I think yeah, which I think it, it, it probably is. Right? Can uh, chicken fried Kentucky says. Uh. <laughs> we get some interesting names on this show, don't we? Uh, what was the worst? What was worse is that we didn't deserve to lose. I wouldn't say we deserve to win either, uh, but had circumstances been different uh, and we didn't have the injuries we uh, we do, it could have been a completely different story. So come April, I think we definitely can uh, get the three points. London Eagles is not happy. He so said, we bottled it every time against Millwall, which is probably true. Uh, Adam Hutchins says, let's gloss it up. They are an established championship uh, side who spent vast amounts more than us this summer and nicked a win uh, against the injury-ridden Reds. I mean, yeah, yeah but you could argue they've, they've established themselves in the championship the last couple of years. I can't, you can't say they've spent too much more than us. I think their budget will still be in the bottom five. Obviously, we're, we're in the bottom one by the sounds of it. Um, uh, Damien Waters says that Charlton were bottle jobs unfortunately yesterday Martin uh, says I can't fault the players yesterday uh, their efforts at all uh, fair play to Millwall their intensity in the first 20 minutes was very good and took us a while to get going uh, when we did I felt we were the better team Millwall hardly created a chance of note uh, with a little bit of luck with Cullen's shot and maybe Bo- uh, Bond finishing his chance uh, we could have gone in 2-1 up and good value for it I think if Boyer was a little braver with his subs uh, we could have gone on and won it. The game was crying out for us, Toomer, in my opinion, uh, in place of one of the centre-backs to go for a 4 three, three. Instead, he tries to close the game out for a draw. That challenged by Smith on Sar anywhere else uh, on the field and the referee gives it as a foul for me. He completely bottled it. I mean, Tom's shaking his head there before I get to the rest of Martin's message. I mean, for me, Naby just didn't jump. I called it. Well,
3: the minute it happened, I appealed for it because you're in the away end and you're just going to try and do anything to... You don't want to believe it's happening. You've got to try anything. You should have run on a Hilly League player. <laughs> yeah, I would have jumped at least. <laughs> but, um, yeah, as when I sh- it wasn't. It just wasn't. I I wanted it to be. But you said himself it were not have found, not in the press conference. No, it, yeah. he just, like everybody said, Smith just wanted it more and, and Naby didn't jump for... A reason that only Naby can tell us, or maybe Eve can't yeah. even tell us.
2: Yeah, but then Martin says for sure. Bose says he wanted it more, but it's a foul for me. I think their keeper got man of the match as well, so uh, that tells its own story. Uh, On to our Twitter fan base, some of the garbage I've seen said totally beggars belief. Uh, yeah, sorry about that. I, I, I just get I just get trigger happy after a game sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> and seen the players called gutless uh, amongst other things. I'm not subscribing. Uh, I'm not subscribing to that. At all, that's from Martin. Uh, cheers for that, that, that Martin. Some interesting points in there. Right, Cliff uh, says it's just a mystery that an- at the end of the day it's just another football match. Maybe it's the pressure on us to win the reason you know us, our record against Mill. Um, the this game, all the players get told how important this match is, and our poor record in this fixture maybe it affects them. I know it shouldn't, but something, something does. I can't, mate. Do you think it, it gets in the head the way we spend all week? If you bump into a player, and I'll make sure you go and do them Saturday. You know, I, don't, pe- I don't know. I mean, it's,
4: it's hard because it's easy to say, like I, even I've said it, like it's a mentality issue and blah blah blah. But then if you try and look at it on the other, on the other side of the fence, is once they once they come out of that tunnel and that whistle goes, they're just playing a game of football. You won't be thinking about the magnitude of a game unless maybe when the goal goes in or something like that. But. In terms of, um, yeah, as soon as you cross the line, you're just focusing on winning a game of football. And that's, I, I reckon that's what players will say. But I don't know. Only, play, only, only players will be able to tell you if if it affect, if the performance affected them because of the hype and us putting, maybe do we as fans and, and the media, does it put too much pressure on them? I don't know. But in my opinion, as a footballer, they're the games you want to play in. You don't really want to be play. You don't become a footballer to play Oldham away, do you? You know what I mean? It's like you play. You want to be a footballer to play playing these big these big games at Wembley, these big games at Millwall, um, and if you don't, then maybe you should go take up croquet or something I
2: don't know do they, do they not have derbies in croquet <laughs> like if, you, if, if it's Bromley croquet Brom- Bromley All-Pix town versus oh, yeah. oh, that's tasty that's that big one. Game, yeah. especially with those sticks <laughs> you start hitting each other uh, right advised says Mill are a poor team uh, would have won comfortably if a fit Taylor played Kaya was a terrible substitute felt we lost control when he came on Sar is a massive liability uh, and then adds it was a complete joke trying to get out the ground. I will ask you about that situation after the gra- after the game as well. But uh, Tom says a poor performance all round. Only Phillips and Cullen looked up for it. I think Boyer got the team wrong, and that's two weeks running that Naby has looked very uncomfortable in a back three. He needs time uh, on the bench, and we need to go back to the four four two diamond. Charlton Excel uh, says uh, received the following text from my Millwall supporting cousin uh, today. Have you seen the football results from yesterday? Uh says, you can't read out my answer. Yeah, I, I'm sure any anyone who's got male relatives, namely Nathan, uh, has received all sorts <laughs> of messages from him. Just leave, just ignore him. Can yeah, you put yourself up for adoption at this Yeah,
4: age? I've got, I had within minutes or seconds of full-time whistle, I had my dad ring me with doing the old, weird, they have one song they have.
2: One um, syllable, yeah, one syllable.
4: We've mm. done yeah, that, uh, that before the game. Yeah, yeah, yeah we've done it on last week. my little niece was like, she, she before the game, she hoped that I was crying after the game because she's miserable as well. So yeah, it's been a, it's been a fun day. It's <laughs> been a fun day, but at least I go in tomorrow and then I speak to some Tottenham fans. So it'll be it'll be alright. <laughs>
2: yeah, talk about VAR for a bit. They'll love that. <laughs> um, yeah. Uh, Tom says uh, Bojo has done a brilliant job my only criticism this season is in games like Millwall, Preston and Bristol City we have sat back and played for a point which has led to us losing each game if we're more forward thinking uh, we could win these close games uh, rather than lose them Danny says I just watched the Liverpool v Man City and seeing Joe Gomez reminded me that we sold him for 3.5 million uh, and bought Sar for 1.8 million in the same transfer window yeah, well, we won't, we won't talk about that. <laughs> Sebo saying, yeah, about Mill being a psychological hurdle and says the the first win will be the most difficult one. Once you get that, maybe a second one uh, won't be so hard. And then says in 2019, after this weekend, us Charlton fans have probably had our best last-minute winner in May and one of our worst last-minute losses. Uh, as Jimmy Greaves used to say, it's a funny old game. Right, We're going to have a quick break here on Charlton Live. When we come back, we still got your messages uh, as we come towards the end of the show.
6: Taylor slowly walks still now into the penalty. Lyle Taylor up against the goalkeeper. Taylor steps up, strikes yeah! scores. Yes! Palm you like from Lyle Taylor. And Charlton have that second that they've been dying to get, get,
2: get Welcome back. It's Chilton Live here on your Sunday evening. Um, yeah, don't forget it's international break next week, so we are having a week off. There'll be no big match preview on Thursday. There'll be no chat on live uh, on Sunday either. So you'll have to just listen to some old episodes if you're going to miss us and miss miss our, our pearls of wisdom. I've got a
3: game of croquet next weekend. Yeah, uh, <laughs> I'm sorted. Yeah.
2: I'm, I'm I'm going to a game this weekend. I'm crossing the picket line. It turns out and going to Macclesfield. Versus Mansfield because I'm in Macclesfield next oh, right. Saturday afternoon.
4: I just thought randomly he was driving. I was yeah. like, that's even worse than us getting a mega bus to Newcastle. Yeah.
2: No, I'm in Macclesfield next week for a relative's birthday. Uh, but we've got uh. a couple of hours to kill. And then I thought, oh, I'll go, I'll go to Macclesfield versus Mansfield. And I was watching the FA Cup today. And it turns out all their fans are currently boycotting. So I'm going to cross the picket line. <laughs> well, no, They're no, going to no, shout no. scab at me as I go the only one there. Buy, <laughs> buy, buy my Macclesfield mug and get out of there. <laughs> well,
4: they lost 4-0 to Kingstonian, didn't yeah, they? they put, and all oh, their play, players will on strike yeah, as they well, put, they? they? put the youth might get out. a game.
2: Yeah, yeah, well, they might do. Get Yeah, yeah get I'm going to jump. I'm going to prove my worth. Right. We've got a couple of emails in. Uh, as well to the studio at chartonlive.co.uk Robert Chilvers says I've just given up uh, on reading the posts on the forum the negativity is just too much <laughs> In it sounds like Nathan it was, it was, uh, Nathan you said yesterday yeah. on Thursday that you're not going to look at social media after the game if we lose you're on there in about 20 minutes
4: <laughs> yeah I know because I actually surprisingly felt alright once I spoke to me old man I thought well, it right, can't get any worse <laughs> so I thought I'd go on there and then I'll come off it um, for a little bit and then went back on it again I don't know why because I just to, I don't know it was winding me up that I just had to say something because yeah, I you wound me
3: up more than anything else. I oh, really? Sorry, bud. yours on the way back.
2: <laughs> uh, right, so Robert <laughs> continues uh, uh, In the cold light of day uh, our objective is to stay in this division and we should not lose sight of this Obviously the results yesterday uh, was disappointing but overall we deserved a point There's not a lot that Boyer can do if players don't do their jobs properly other than make changes but what are his options uh, at the moment It's painfully obvious how much we miss Taylor and Williams but once again what are Boyer's options without them uh, and Samfield as well The Championship is a tough and cruel league uh, with the majority of games Decided by the finest of uh, margins. Our expectations were raised uh, by the fine start to the season. Uh, those expectations were unrealistic and are proving so. Yeah, one thing to take from today is I think every game that we've lost so far this season has been by one goal, other than the Wigan game, Tom. So, you know, we're not getting completely rolled over. Which, again, we need to remember was the fear at the start of the season we were going to get rolled over four 0 every game because. You know, we we didn't have a squad. So I guess, you know, we, it, it, again, putting things into perspective, you know, we haven't been completely whitewashed in any games yet and we have battled and we have, you know, try and take that positive from, from, from what's happened, and, you know, try and forget, you know, what happened yesterday.
3: Yeah, on balance, where we are now from where I thought we'd be and from, from August, I would I'd have bitten your hand off to be where we are. Um, I'm not ready to put yesterday into perspective yet, but on the whole, this season has been a a very, very, very good one and has exceeded expectations. And at some point, hopefully over the next couple of weeks, I'll I'll remember that again and and accept that. Um, At the moment, yesterday is still too raw. But if we were to finish where we are in the table now, then that's an absolutely amazing season because if we finish 20th and and stay up, then that's a a good season because Mm. we have to remember what was expected of us. We have to remember our wages, um, our transfer budget, all of that you know we we've, we've got the lowest budget in the whole league and and yes that's not everything and yes we've got some very talented loan players in but we were i think we all expected to struggle this year and we've shown we can compete with everyone i think for me that's what i'm finding more frustrating is the fact that we've gone toe to toe with Leeds and beaten them we've gone toe to toe with Swansea and narrowly lost we've got a draw at West Brom we've played some of the teams up there and we've got good results mm. so then why are we losing to people like Wigan and, and Birmingham and Millwall who are just not good sides at all and we, we shouldn't be losing those and that's what I'm finding difficult because for some reason our form just doesn't quite translate into those games and if it could we'd still be in the top six and, yeah. and that's the problem. We
2: need to remember only. It was only a fortnight ago that we went up to the Hawthorns and put in that performance that we did mm. where you know I, I came out slightly disappointed with only a 2-2 two yeah. two draw obviously. We've shown we, we can do it. Yeah. Uh, Bert Palmer says Bayer and his squad are still in credit with me and I'm sure if Bert did one of his infamous uh Surveys on the on Life Forum, uh, most people would, would uh, agree. It's a good uh, way to put it. Yeah. In credit, I think. Yeah, yeah, it's certainly right. Sarah Saunders said, uh, "I'm gutted we lost, but I'd feel worse uh, if it was Crystal Palace." Well, yeah, uh, the, our, our record. It turns out our, our overall record against Palace is much better than I won <laughs> against uh, against Millwall. It's just I was I was sort of treated to when, when I was growing up. We tended to beat Palace, uh, and like so I've literally never seen us beat Millwall. So. I've never seen us beat either. No. Oh, really? No, you're rubbish. You are. Yeah, better serious. stop
3: coming. Nah. Fortune. Oh, not well, no.
2: Wow. <laughs> I'm not lying. <laughs>
3: yeah. Well, I would. not I just looked at you in disgust. Yeah, 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 so, right. yeah. Sorry, everyone. It. it turns out it's my fault. <laughs> sorry, <Yeah>. sorry. <laughs>
2: it makes a change, doesn't it? Uh, right. Um, Samuel Days says, uh, Nabi Saar, dilemma. Unfortunately, two set pieces from Saar defended, uh, defending cost us the game. Uh, even though Saar was clearly fouled, uh, I agree with Boyer that Saar wanted... Uh, uh, that Saar got want more than the player, the Millwall player, uh, either. (laughs) I'm going to have to tidy up that sentence to make it make sense. I think he's saying that Saar didn't want it as much as the Millwall player uh, to either, to to either block the run or clear the ball. Uh, Let's not forget he is six, uh, five. Uh, Do you uh, think time for Boyer to move Saar on? Or do you think Boyer got it wrong playing him uh, in a strong Millwall side? Uh, Samuel Day says, PS been enjoying the podcast even when (laughs) losing to Millwall. Yeah. Cheers, Sam. Um, well, I mean, Naby's contract is going to come up at the end of the season. I guess we haven't really really start talking about players' contracts or anything like that when it, when it comes to the end of the year. But I mean, do you think he'll get a new one? He definitely won't get one on the wages he would have been on originally. Mm. Um, so in, in terms of that, it might not even be up to Bayer's decision about moving him on. He, he may just move. But he, it, I wouldn't be shocked to see him have some time out, out, out of the team after that.
4: Uh, yeah, it wouldn't surprise me if, um, if he has a couple of games out. Because... You know his performance wasn't good enough yesterday, and he'd probably admit that himself. Um, so, yeah, it wouldn't surprise me at all in terms of him moving on, unless he, uh, if Bose wants him here, and, Bo- and Bose is still here in the summer, because I don't know if he, is his contract up in the summer as well. Bose, yeah, of course, exactly. He so, the might even having a manager, let alone Nubby. Uh, but it, if Boyer does want him, yeah, he'd have to take a pay cut, and then, but then boyer has got a way up. Is he? Could he spend that wages on someone? more suited to the championship who can play like you get another piercey or a lucky do you know what I mean so yeah. it all depends really but I like Naby and I hope he can he just brush this off um and improve because I think he, he, there's a decent player in there.
2: Yeah, right. Phil says uh, hi, guys. Unfortunately, I didn't get to the game yesterday. but It was a predictable uh, result. I just can't fathom why Boyer put Sarr in the team today. I just think the championship is too much for him. Unfortunately, our form of late has been poor, and we are badly missing Taylor and Williams. With Duchatel's January sales on the horizon, uh, we're in for a long and hard winter. Phil also adds, hi guys, a, a second uh, message from me, which is unusual. Boyer and some of the players are coming under a lot of stick. Uh, both on social media and the forums on Saturday night it seems that Lee sees things differently um, than many of the fans who are at the game I do believe he's got things wrong in the last couple of games uh, but injuries and a lack of investment uh, is the root cause of our problems fans uh, should not forget that and we do, you know, when you go to a football game, no one's no one's sat there with a, you know, a, a profit and loss account saying, right, how much have they spent on it? Well, one or two people do it, but you know, how much have they spent on this? How much do we spend on that? Who's who's not here? Who is? What's going on behind the scenes? We, you know, when, when it's a game of football, it's ninety minutes on a, on on, on the green green grass of of, of Millwall. You know, you, you're not thinking about these things that that affect. Performances and and the, the morale of the club off the pitch, but you do need to take that into account. I think that's what what Phil is the point that Phil's making there.
3: Yeah, I think we've said that enough times this year. Um, we all admit that that Boja's working miracles, and if we had just an average manager with the resources he's got, I think we'd probably still be in League One if we're being totally honest. But maybe we're being a bit greedy. But what we've come to expect from a Boyer side is that they do surprise us, and obviously we all had the dream end to last season. I don't think any of us could have wanted anything more than than that last-minute winner at Wembley. And then, as I said earlier, we started this season the way that we did, got ourselves into the top six. And OK, that was way above all our expectations. But that's suddenly where you set yourself and you go, right, we've shown we can do this now. How long can that last? And as I said, you then go to the likes of Leeds and, and West Brom and, and you get results against these sides. And as I say, this team have shown they can do it, irrespective of investment, irrespective of who the owner is. Last two years, he's gone and hidden away and left Boya to it and whether for right or wrong he hasn't given him any money but he's let him do what he's good at Boya and, and that's getting a side together and proving that they don't give up and at the moment that seems to be enough to keep us in the Championship which you know is as I say the, the all we can really ask for but he's also shown that they can go a little bit further than that and of course he'd want some investment and yes Roland is, is still to blame ultimately for any failure we have in my opinion because that's what it comes back to. But at the moment we're on, you have to say, despite yesterday and despite where we are in the league or whatever people want to say negatively, we are on a wave of of success at the moment, but all of that's down to Boya. So, I mean, Roland is still that, that guy that just hangs around in the back and is still our owner. And until that changes, I think any, as I say, any negative thing does lie with him. But what Boyer's managed to do, I think he set that expectation level by being so good and, maybe that's a hindrance for him now because we're sitting where are we mid-table in the championship as I said earlier you bite your hand off for that at the start of the season but the expectations Bowie has set now you think well maybe we could push on a little bit more so Uh,
2: John Richard Baker says last week Pierce gives away a needless penalty Uh, point is dropped Pierce is still a hero Saar makes mistakes this week point is dropped Saar is slaughtered are we overreacting I mean you see you you you, definitely Clearly, seeing the two players getting two different receptions, and obviously it doesn't help that one player did it against Preston and one player did it against Millwall. One player made two mistakes. One player made one mistake. Uh, one player is perhaps one who's had a checkered past at the club, although clearly you know he's come out of it the other side, but then gone on to make this mistake again. When one player is Jason Pierce, who has made a couple of mistakes over the course of his career, but was, ne- was never you know Roland's top boy who came in and-, and started off you know massively in debt to the fans just because of who he was.
4: Yeah, I think yeah. There's a couple of points. Obviously, Naby, there was two two goals he gave away yesterday, and Pearcey was only one. But for me, it was not. It's not because it's Naby, and you know, if it was Pearcey, it'd probably be the same. But the difference is, is that it was the frustration that we sort of knew that Naby probably shouldn't have played. It probably wasn't the right game for Naby, and that's why I was frustrated. Not because it was Naby's Sarr. it was the fact that I didn't think he was going to be mentally strong enough to play judging by previous games and Wembley. So that was why I didn't think he should play. And it's just that happened. So, I mean, even if it was Lockie, Lockie would have got stick. A hundred percent. It's not like whoever gave away that last minute goal, whoever's at fault was going to get it in the, in, you know, unfairly by some directly on Twitter, which I noticed, um,
2: no, don't add players on Twitter, no, it's no. so pointless, so, such but, a waste of everyone's time doing that, yeah, it doesn't, exactly. doesn't achieve anything positive, sure, I mean you're, everyone's more than entitled no. to have their say, and if you want to add the player, who are you helping? Absolutely pointless, absolutely pointless, right, Um, we've got an email, uh, I've saved this one for last actually, because uh, I want to talk about something really positive that's come out of it as well, but Sammy uh, Ibrahim, who I spoke to uh, after the ground, uh, uh, before the game, outside the ground yesterday, I went out and... Uh, bumped into him because he was part of the Together for Ten walk which we'll, uh, we'll talk about shortly but he says uh, said, sent an email, "said it was nice to, to meet me before the game likewise Sammy, good to, good to uh, put a face to a Twitter name uh, It says we were unlucky that the save off the crossbar didn't go in uh, off the keeper and he made a few really good saves uh, the team battled uh, but we need to start taking our chances, uh, we've lost Williams so we need that attacking link to the striker uh, to start next game and that player is Oztouba Uh, The marking from set pieces needs addressing as soon as possible. Simply not good enough considering uh, we played a team that scored a lot of goals from set pieces. Bradshaw comes off for Smith and Naby was not strong enough uh, when marking him. And then uh, Sammy adds a massive shout out to everyone who donated uh, to the Together for 10 uh, uh, appeal yesterday and, and uh, for all my fellow walkers who did the 10 mile walk yesterday my feet are in pieces uh, but well worth it yeah uh, Sammy and, and like I say his fellow walkers we heard him on, on Thursday I spoke to Craig uh, who was organising it from a Charlton point of view they walked all the way to the new den from Sidcup uh, 10 miles uh, raised a lot of money £2,726.85 and pence uh, for for Jimmy, which is the the uh, uh, sort of a meal related cha- uh, charity of, uh, of a meal fan called Jimmy Mizen, who, who sadly passed away, and for the Charlton Athletic Community Trust as well. After of course Rob Knox. Uh, a Charlton fan was also was also murdered due to street crime, and I thought we should end on something that's positive like that because you know we saw Jimmy Mizen's father came onto the pitch yesterday, uh, gave a, quite a, a, a short a short speech, but I thought it was a really a really a really good one, sort of uh, thanking you know to and he said two great London clubs, uh, Millwall and Charlton, who come together to you know to, to work against you know to you know, try and do stuff to help improve the situation with knife crime and stuff. So I thought that was you know well done to everyone who did that walk yesterday. Uh, and to everyone who donated as well.
4: Yeah, yeah, I bumped into Sammy in the in the in the uh, stand before. I didn't know he was actually doing it until obviously I see him on Twitter um, in his red, which someone spilled a load of beer. I hope that comes out, Sammy. Anyway, <laughs> uh, but you know, it was it you spilled p- a load of beer. No, it weren't me, it weren't me. <laughs> but yeah, no, it was a nice, it was a nice thing to do, and I, you know, they raised a bit of money for it, so it raises the awareness. But I didn't hear the speech because I was down in the in the concourse. But um, yeah, it seemed like it went re- went through really well, and hopefully it just emphasizes the fact of knife crime which yeah. is obviously getting out of control
2: yeah uh so there was one final thing i wanted to ask you about then because i was in the lucky situation whereby well lucky to an extent whereby i didn't have to get caught up in that situation after the game so i was seen a few people disappointed with needing to be kept behind tom you were you were there nathan right nathan first of all wh- how did you get out
4: so basically i went as soon as they scored i went down and i bumped into a mate who's a steward there I said, "How long are we getting kept in for?" He said, "While." I said, "Let me out." So he's taking me, take me through the gates into the Millwall stand and out for an exit through Millwall. So I was walking with with Millwall fans. Yeah,
2: there we go. Yeah, with we, his and own I people. To,
4: I got to, I got to, like, got to London Bridge, and all I had was uh, the gate has been breached or something like that. <laughs> so I have some film I was cracking up. <laughs> Tom, but, uh, you yeah.
2: were, you were stuck out there, Tom. Then, so it sounds like it was raining. You were stuck for over an hour. It, yeah, the gate was, was at one point breached, and there was police horses there and people falling over and it, it doesn't sound it, it sounds like the, the 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 salt that gets rubbed into the wound every season when we go to Millwall is that you get you get kept behind you get caged in like an animal uh that must have been pretty grim it was like them then made
3: another wound and then rub salt in that as well I uh, I stayed in the ground for a little bit and then must have been about half five the bloke kept popping up on the tannoy saying we haven't forgotten about you but there's I <laughs> <What's laughs> if they had forgotten about yeah. us Lights go out. yeah <laughs> yeah but what was he say? He said he said something like, but unfortunately there's still incidents going on or events going on outside or whatever anyway. And then about 20 to 6, I went down into the concourse and then the gates were still closed at that time or had been reclosed. closed Then it must have been about 10 to 6, they eventually opened them up and then you go out to where the little walkway starts and then they blocked you off there and that was when it was raining. So we were there for about five minutes. Then eventually let out and walked all the way down to South Bermondsey. And there they'd blocked off the Millwall entrance to South Bermondsey Station because there were still Millwall fans just waiting around, basically. And I think that was part of the problem. And eventually got onto the platform and then there was a train. Um, But yeah, it was a good 15, 20 minutes in the rain. But as you said, it's just... the crap end to a crap day really
2: yeah excellent well that could be a crap end to a crap podcast as well um we have run out of time on this evening's Charlton Live it's been a bloody miserable show uh I hope listening all this way has been has, has, has helped cheer you up in some way just by getting it off your chest uh so thanks to all of you uh who sent in messages uh into this evening's show uh don't forget we won't be back here on uh, Thursday or next Sunday because it is the international break we'll be back on Thursday week uh to look ahead to the Cardiff game which is the first game uh, as we return from uh, international duty, so I look forward to speaking to you all then. Uh, Tom and Nathan, thanks for coming in this evening. Sorry, it was not in happier circumstances. Cheers! Yeah, to shout yeah. out to the
4: Elton boys from yesterday, where yeah. they smashed the chandelier. Well, they weren't the Elton boys, but the chandelier was smashed in a pub. But yeah, it was good fun yesterday. Oh, I'll well. see you in a cup. I'll see you at Baroque. I'm away now. Uh,
2: oh yeah, Nathan's Nathan's going on holiday, so yeah, yeah good luck. You know you. Enjoy, thanks enjoy. Excellent stuff. Right, I've been Louis <laughs> Mendes. Thank you for listening to the end of this uh, this evening's Child on Live. Uh, we shall see you when we return from the international break. Charles Alive Charles Alive